Hello, and welcome to the Addison Recorded, the official podcast of the Addison Recorder. I'm Meryl Williams, or I'm a writer for the Recorder, and uh, I am here in the pod fort with Gina Waters. I am also a writer for the Recorder, and we are here today to discuss the uh, episode eight of Unstable. Unsinkable. I started doing it again. The yeah. unsinkable Molly Brown, uh, unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, Kimmy's bad at math, and so are Meryl and Gino. And I'm bad at words tonight too. So this is going to be a really fun episode of our podcast. We're a little mumble mouth. <laughs> um, so yeah, this was uh, this was we kind of decided a little bit of a static episode. Yeah, not a lot. I mean, there's a couple big plot points in that we know Julian cheated, and he and Jacqueline are probably getting divorced mm-hmm. and Kimmy discloses her mole woman status. So there's two big plot points, but it still feels, it felt like kind of a, mm-hmm. I mean, funny. Yes. They're all good episodes, but this one just didn't, you know, we agreed it didn't stand out the way some of the others have Yeah, for whatever intangible reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we did agree that this episode had some really killer lines. So oh, we'll yeah. get into some of those and also a cameo by one of Jean's favorite people. So that was exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, I think, um, the opening scene, there was some interesting stuff we need to discuss. Um, yes. Okay. So first off, how has there not been a friends reference so far in this show? They got eight episodes (laughs) in before mentioning friends. Yeah. In which the main character is obsessed with nineties culture. Um, so yeah, it opens with her going for a run in central park. And she sees a fountain, um, and she's like, oh, my God, it's the fountain from Friends. Also, she's running with a Walkman, which is weird because girl owns an iPhone. And yeah. as you pointed out, like, she could probably have figured out iTunes by now if she can figure out Siri. Yeah, that seemed weird. And I love that she was listening to that unbelievable song. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Wasn't that it? was like She definitely is singing it. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it that the yeah, song? Yeah, that's what it was. You're right. Okay. <laughs> I didn't make a note of that, but I, that was my memory. Yep. Mm-hmm. She'll be heartbroken broken to learn that that song got turned into a macaroni and cheese commercial do you remember that <laughs> no. they turned it into crumb believable some oh. sort of like baked macaroni and cheese i mean that sounds delicious but that's just it atrocity. looked delicious but oh my gosh <laughs> she'll if she likes that song she's gonna be heartbroken Ugh, she's got so much ahead of her to find out about <laughs> and be real bummed about yes um but yeah she also <laughs> she sees I, I can't remember what her line of thinking like to herself is, but she's like, oh, I'm in this city where all these shows were filmed. And she looks around you know, past the friends down and she sees like a couple of people who are dressed in like norm core clothing, as we say now. She's like, look, it's Seinfeld and Kramer right there. <laughs> it's not. It's not. No, it is definitely not that. <laughs> also, they are fictional. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Problem number two. <laughs> Yeah, there are some great uh, references in this episode. Um, I think, well, we talked about the Friends one, but also the second best would be the Ghostbusters references. We both loved Ghostbusters slash were terrified by it as Mm -hmm. children. So we appreciated that almost shot for shot remake at the end with Don going to Tavern on the Green in Central Park and doing the Rick Moranis hands on the glass. And then slide down (laughs) on his back. We went and looked up the actual Ghostbusters clip and it's, they clearly studied that really well. Yeah, like I, I kind of saw that's what they were going with it, but it wasn't until I watched that clip that I was like, oh no, that really is exactly like shot for yeah. shot. And you pointed out the like the costume is yeah, the same. Yeah, same colored shirt. Yeah. And there just isn't like a demon dog. Yeah, or that's whatever. True. <laughs> I don't remember. Which is the part that scared us, so we're fine with that. Yeah, don't need that. <laughs> but yeah, that was a nice homage. I like stuff like that. Yeah, and the kind of continuity of those, the both the friends and the Ghostbusters. 
references was the trivia cop, as, <laughs> yeah. as we've dubbed him, uh, who just appears like a Greek chorus to tell them facts <laughs> yes. about where things were filmed. And, in New York City. Which I would actually love it if the cops in Chicago did that. Like, like did you know, you know, yeah. while you were sleeping was filmed right oh, here on the street? I would love that. Would it's like, no, I didn't, officer. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Maybe I, that's a job I need. I don't know if I want to be a cop. But I could just wander the streets of Chicago telling people different pop culture references. Like, yeah, but like with authority, like a cop. Yeah. Like <laughs> Billy Corgan used to own a, a house in this neighborhood. What? I forgot which one it is. Someone pointed it out to me once, like right around the corner from me. That's amazing. I don't know how much time he spent there. I never saw him, but. Right. I knew he had like Highland Park ties. I didn't know he had yeah, any he moved. Property. He moved from here to Highland Park. Okay. Interesting. Little, little things like that, you know, that you just pick up. <laughs> <laughs> but I think as much as we love those references, the pro- the biggest issue with this episode was Dong's accent. Yeah. I think, you know, we defended pretty avidly, I think, the kind of like play on, you mm-hmm. know, making fun of stereotypes and that it was satirical and all that. And right. I was thinking the Dong character was going to be just a one-off. And I did so too. that made sense. Yeah. I'm fine with them bringing him back and making him what they clearly seem to be setting him up as a love interest for right. Kimmy. Right. the way it looks like it's going, but... What? The accent now feels problematic. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, you're a regular character on the show, and I feel like that is a joke that needs to go away. Yeah. Before, yeah. in sort of the capsule of the John Holmes. <laughs> John Holmes. <laughs> when there was a porn scene. <laughs> well, we're talking about Dong. Where else are we going to go? Uh, again. You guys, you don't remember the hardcore 70s pornography that came <laughs> The John Hughes, like, <laughs> capsule scene, it felt like part of something, you yeah. know, part of a larger joke. But now that he's been taken out of that, it's like yeah. taking Santa Claus out of Santa's village at the mall and he's just wandering through sporting goods. Like, it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> like, he need, you know, it's like, I feel like they should have, like, said, kind of, like, mm-hmm. dropped the accent. And we noticed, we commented how he says, oh, Kimmy, you're helping me with my English. But it's right. like, and I know it would be ridiculous for him to suddenly not have that accent, but... The show is ridiculous. Yeah. So they could get away with something like that. They could I would just, totally buy that. I would have laughed if yeah. just like this episode came on and he spoke, you know, without that relatively like offensive any, accent. Yeah, without yeah. any trace of an accent. Yeah. I'd Nobody, like, yeah. I would have laughed. I would have been like, that's hilarious. Right. But they continue to have this accent. And clearly that actor is not actually, I mean, he clearly was born in this country and English is his first language and that accent is fake. Yeah. So that's. That is odd. <laughs> right. And it makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And I, um, yeah, I like that character. Um, I like how they interact with each other. And they're both, like, kind of sweetly earnest. And so I like yeah. them together in scenes. I mean, just interacting. I don't necessarily mean as a couple. I mean, that's fine. But, like, I like their interactions with each other. So Yeah. I think they're fun. really sweet together. And I like yeah. the character. I just, the accent just, it makes me, like, yeah. like, it triggers that, like, white guilt thing in me that I just, like, mm-hmm. I start to sweat a little. Yeah. And I got kind of tired of the sugar road street right oh i word forgot about confusion. that that went on too long. that didn't pay off comedically enough to justify that the complicated i mean right. such an elaborate setup for very little payoff and it just maybe one time reference it i, I think right. the thing about the diabetes thing was kind of funny like it's very dangerous to yeah. ask for directions if you're diabetic <laughs> then they should have just left it at that yeah but when the it came up later it came back like, a lot you're no we're done with that yeah <laughs> Yeah, but, not a huge fan of that. Yeah. And we um, 
researched the crossed fingers thing, mm-hmm. um, his reference that that because that comes up several times, and that is apparently <laughs> in some cultures um, supposed to be like a symbol for um, female genitalia. Right. So in some cultures, it is considered obscene to show someone like crossed. Like when you cross finger. your fingers, like for good yeah, luck. For yeah. Good luck. And I, but my favorite part about that was because he tells her that at one point, and I think she does it again, and he's like, "That's really offensive." And then she's like, "Oh, sorry." And she like makes like an okay sign with her fingers, and he's like, "What is wrong with you?" Yeah. That one I did remember hearing. Like I think in like Middle East, yeah. some Middle Eastern countries, um, that's considered like is that asshole? Or something? I think so. Yeah, it's okay. like yeah, it's like basically telling like someone like f you like in a oh, way. Oh, okay. Like, but yeah, it's indicative of yeah. The, Derriere. <laughs> but so we didn't like that, but we did love Joe Invisible Millionaire, <laughs> which was hilarious. Titus is foray into reality TV. I did watch Joe Millionaire when it came on, and it was horrible, and that brought back some memories. But that actually, that's another, no, that was earlier. That would have been like, because I was in college when that was on. So I was going to say maybe it plays into your 2010 theory, but oh, it right. was 2010. Yeah, that's true. Um, I appreciate that, though. <laughs> I I but yeah, that, that was hilarious, um, as was the werewolf. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, like, we see in the last episode that Titus gets a job offer to be in, like, like a dinner theater kind yeah, of restaurant. Yeah, like, Professor, I wrote it down. It's yeah. quite long. Professor Dracula's Spooky Laboratory and Bar and Grill, <laughs> which we think is a reference to those horrible Jekyll and Hyde-themed restaurants. I think there's yeah. still one in, open in Times Square. There was one in Chicago. It was still open when I moved here, but has thankfully since closed. But it was, like, that horror-themed, yeah. kind of gothic horror-themed restaurant. That's so funny. Where, like, a hamburger is, like, $18. <laughs> but you get a show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you get, he's, a, yeah, so he's a singing waiter. Yeah. Who is a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole thing with this episode, it carries over into, like, he just, he gets treated better as a werewolf than a black guy in New York City. Like, he misses the bus, and he's running after the bus, and he can't catch up with it. And so he stops, and, like, a couple of cabs like run right up to him and he's like oh no i don't i don't need a cab i was just waving oh it was fantastic my favorite part is when they're because you know lillian in this episode is obsessed with the neighborhood gentrifying right and uh she doesn't like that like wealthy people are coming in and wanting to buy up the buildings um but there is one such couple walking the streets while Titus is there in, in distress because his costume's starting to fall apart. And they yell, <laughs> that werewolf needs help. <laughs> Which is so far my favorite line of the series. It's true. Oh, and it was hilarious. And, but so then good. when they see that he is just an African-American gentleman, yep. they run in horror. Which, <laughs> some stark racial commentary there. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of that in the show. A whole bunch. Also around the, the werewolf thing was one of my favorite parts when he says he's actually a Frankenwolf and then says, <laughs> yes, I know I'm not a Frankenwolf, but a monster created by Dr. Frankenwolf. Give it a rest, nerds. <laughs> and Meryl and I agree that it is the most obnoxious thing in the world when people feel yeah. the need to point out that Frankenstein was the doctor yeah, and the yeah. guy green with the bolts in his neck <laughs> is Frankenstein's monster. Yes, we all know. You can stop, te- <laughs> you can stop telling people that. We just say Frankenstein as yeah. like shorthand. Exactly. And people just, I mean, if it's culturally more, acceptable. If one more person tells me that, I'm, I'm going to <laughs> light a torch and come yeah. after them. This hasn't come up in a while, though, right? Is that a thing that is frequent in your life where people are correcting you? It's just you one of those things. It's one of those things that people hear it once and they just like 
love to t- correct people yeah there's on like that. wait for people to trip up on it yeah it's one of those it's like i hate being like mansplained Ugh, about yeah. stuff like that like guys like, actually um mm. what you really mean is mm. oh well thanks yeah it's like guess what i know or i don't care yes <laughs> and possibly both yes and the frankenstein thing like i remember learning that in like third grade you know like a teacher corrected me and it's like yeah i know <laughs> yes it's a sore spot for me apparently <laughs> So nobody tweet her. Yeah, tweeted her about this. Do not correct me about anything ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the other major thing in this episode is that so yeah, Jacqueline and her husband who did show up to our disappointment and to the ruination of Gina's awesome theory, which would have been way better. Just saying. So he shows up. It's revealed in the last episode that he's having an affair. So she is kind of doing like divorce prep to see what that would entail. And she's, like, appalled to realize that she's going to have to live, like, the rest of her life on $12 million, which makes my heart hurt. (laughs) She says she'll be broke in 10 years. Right. And, um, but Kimmy's, like, attempt to kind of persuade her, like, oh, no, you don't want to be with him anymore. He cheated on you. You know, have have your dignity and get out of this marriage, and you'll be fine on your own because you're a strong woman. Um, She brings one of, like... As far as we can tell, Jacqueline's only divorced friend, which I find hard to believe, yeah. but um, to come and talk to her about how how much happier she is now that she's divorced. Yes, and which is cameo either four or five, depending on whether the status we, of we the end teacher. up counting Richard Kind or not. He, <laughs> we still think he may come back. Yeah, but she's Amy Sedaris, <laughs> is, and we were both thrilled to see that. <laughs> um, who I don't think anyone could have played a character like that better. Like, yeah, honestly, she when I saw it. her, I like literally clapped. I was mostly happy for you. Like, I was watching it not with you, but I was like, Dina's probably so happy right now. I was delighted. <laughs> and she just, yeah, she basically reveals, like, no, she's not happy, divorced. Right. And she's she, like, crumbles immediately. She has a loneliness therapy dog that jumped into a shark, <laughs> which was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and she re- she admits, you know, no, I want this wealthy lifestyle. I was going to mm-hmm. come here and seduce your husband. And if that didn't work, I was going to kill you both. <laughs> I was going to murder you. She's so desperate for her career in marble. And yeah. You know her wealthy lifestyle again, <laughs> um, so that that does not help Kimmy's argument at no. all. Nor does bringing Jacqueline to her apartment and seeing how <laughs> she lives. The other and half lives. Jacqueline, instead of saying you're right, she says, "No, you need to lock down the yeah. rich guy you're dating." Right? Yeah, like this is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But $12 million could get you a lot more than a garden apartment in Brooklyn that may or, not, may, or may not be built out of frosting and dirt. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Oh, William's grown on me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I feel like they've uh, kind of gotten a bead on her more, like we said yeah. before. Like, I think they stopped trying to make her such a badass. And right. just made her kooky, which just works a I'm lot fine better. with that. I love it. Although she does make the comment about her husband's bones being... Oh, right. In the basement. No, that like flew right by me. I met her one day. They mentioned how she shot and killed her husband in an earlier episode. You're totally right. So apparently it wasn't like a crime that she, you know, there was justice for it. Apparently he just (laughs) got buried somewhere, which is interesting. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, So yeah, like the the stuff with this, with going on with Kemi and yeah, she's like trying to be a friend to Jacqueline and she's also like trying to pass her GED test, but she's terrible at math, which as we said, we can relate to. And at some point she's asking Titus for help. She's like, I need you to teach me math. 
and he's like, oh, I, I ruined it. Basically, he like mispronounces the library, and I thought they were just going to leave it. He's just like, I got to go to the library, and I was just like, mm, you said that wrong, but I didn't say anything to my TV, and she's like, no, I need you to help me learn math, and he's like, girl, did you not hear me just say library? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what was he, like, testing her, like, just to see if she could catch it? I used to hate it when I was a kid, and other kids would say library. Yeah. Oh, my parents were both librarians, so, so that was like a, it was like cardinal sin in our house. Well, my mom was a speech therapist, so oh, <laughs> double, yeah. Mispronunciation. <laughs> we hate people who yeah. mispronounce things, but especially yeah. librarian. <laughs> Jeez, oh man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another fantastic part that we both enjoyed it. I think you had the exact line written down was um, what Dong said about the, <laughs> the depressing part about delivering food. Yeah, what was it he said? Uh, so yeah, his job like outside of being a student he's a chinese food delivery dude and he's like delivering chinese food can be depressing like when people yell food's here as if they have a family but i know they're alone (laughs) that made me think of like my most shameful secret which i will confess here now which is that when i go to chipotle which is not often it's my (laughs) shame food that i eat Mm. i secretly love it good choice I mean, I like authentic Mexican food, but Chipotle is a different thing. Oh, yeah. No, you that's like different it, animal. Yeah, it's not. I don't go there when I'm craving Mexican food. I go there when I'm craving like... Chipotle yeah. or their guacamole yes. for me. Yeah. But when I go, okay, so they have the tacos, but they only give you three tacos. <laughs> that is not enough for me. But they claim it's enough because that's the serving. But you can get extra tacos, like what? a la carte, like one by one. But I'm afraid that they'll judge me if I get more than three because that's, like, the serving. (laughs) So I get six, and I ask for different toppings. Oh, my God. Like, this is totally two separate orders. Absolutely. (laughs) For two people. So think I'm giving them to somebody else. Because I just want six tacos, but I feel like they're judging me. So I I don't eat, for one, I don't get meat in them. So that does cut down. They are less filling without the meat. That makes sense. But I just get rice and beans, and then I'll get, like, pico on one and, like, hot sauce on the other. So they think I'm, like, sharing them with people. Like, I truly, that is is truly, I tell myself, it's like, oh, I just want variety. But really, I just want them to think I'm, like, bringing them home to, like, my hot boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. Really, I'm just going to come home alone mm-hmm. and eat them on my couch. Eat six tacos. Just six Girl, tacos. Girl, eat those tacos. It's the best. All by myself and then cry a little bit. <laughs> like, it was so good. So if you ever see me at Chipotle, just don't look me directly in the eye. Because I'm, I'm in a shame spiral. <laughs> You'll only make it worse. Yes. <laughs> that is amazing. I wish I had something comparable, but I'm definitely, like, I'm just always self-conscious when I'm ordering stuff like that because... I don't know. I feel like they are absolutely judging me. But they're like, do you oh. want cheese? And I'm like, just a little. God. <laughs> and people, I mean, I've worked in the in food service and they are judging you. <laughs> well, thank they you. I'm, I'm glad to have my paranoia validated. Yeah. I feel better that way. It's true. I mean, what else are you going <laughs> to do sitting there making burrito bowls all day? Mm-mm. You're judging people. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> Fantastic. And what else did we, what else did we have to mention in this episode? Um, I liked that line from Jacqueline where she's talking to Kimmy about how she's like, yeah, you gotta, gotta lock down that rich dude and marry him. Then he'd be just like me with an ass that won't quit, even though it's never worked a day in its life. <laughs> that was amazing. And Kimmy seems horrified really. At yeah. The idea of becoming Jacqueline. That's that not, is not a comforting thought to her. It's interesting. I'm just thinking about this now. They both try to convince each other to take each other's way of life. Like, yeah, yeah. Kimmy's like, Jacqueline, you can be not can super be wealthy. Poor, right. And 
and Jacqueline's like, Kimmy, you can just marry a rich guy and mm-hmm. swallow your hatred <laughs> or whatever. Right. You know? And they're both like, no, like they don't want, <laughs> they don't want a freaky Friday and switch places. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Although I do like, I don't know, like I know I said earlier, this was like a static episode, but I do like how their friendship is kind of developing with the culmination in Kimmy actually telling Jacqueline the truth about her past, which I'm really glad. I feel like that's a little, like that should have happened a while ago, but I'm glad that it's happening now and not in like some stupid season finale cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that Jacqueline was just like, eh, like didn't really care. <laughs> the first thing she said, which is like basically the first thing that Gina said, like the pilot was just like, she says to her, oh, Kimmy, why didn't I do a background check when I hired you? <laughs> exactly. That is, that is why you background Yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah, she takes the news very well. And we also agree that we're glad that now whatever Zan's stupid evil plan is will never come to fruition because nobody cares that right. Kimmy is a mole woman. Everyone's fine with this. Exactly. There's nothing Zan can do to her. She can't go to the media. The media already knows. Yeah, right. She can't go to Jacqueline because Jacqueline already knows and doesn't care. Yeah. The only thing she could do is if they somehow decide to bring Charles back and tell him or Blech. tell Dong if that turns out to be a romantic relationship. Right. Which I, just can't I don't think see Dong would care. I no. mean, he's, you know... He just seems like a nice guy, so right. yeah. I think Zan's been her her wings have been clipped. Yeah, <laughs> she flew too close to the sun. <laughs> Based on this episode, would you say that you are Team Dong or Team <laughs> Not Beaker? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm definitely not Team Be- Beakman. Beakman, he's not a Muppet. Yeah, <laughs> because that hat that he wore was unacceptable. <laughs> That's true. She hates his hat. Pork pie hat. That is the only. <laughs> my question for this episode: the only one was Beakman's hat is unacceptable. Yes. I just can't, I can't deal, can't deal with it. Yeah. No. Lillian was a fan of it though. Cause the brim goes all the way around. That's true. Yeah. It's fancy. <laughs> I think she's going to go. I think this, this dong thing is going to turn into a romantic relationship, um, which is fine, but God, the accent, they're going to have to figure something out because yeah. that is, they need to cut that out. It's just, I mean, it'd be different if you had like an Italian accent or something, but it's just the Asian, yeah. I guess Vietnamese accent is just right. Because they're not playing it to be sincere. It's... Yeah. It's it's just weird. It makes me think of, like... I don't know if you ever watched any of Two Broke Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I mean, it's got its issues. Whatever. But, like... And I had only watched, like, the first handful because I had some problems with it. But I think, like, whoever owns the diner that they work in, like, the where their waitress is, I think there's kind of a similar accent thing going on with him. And he... Yeah. Like, as far as I could tell, like, that did not go away. And it was so offensive. And yeah. I hated it. Yeah, because, I mean, like I said, if it had just been that one scene back in, you know, the earlier episode, yeah. I would have gotten the joke. It's a right. sophisticated joke, but... Like, all right, we get it. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. just gotten rid of it. <laughs> I like him. I think he's cool. And I would say that I am Team Dong as opposed to yes. Team Hat. Yes. And I think Team Hat already, they're, you know... He seems too good to be true. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like, there's... I I think we kind of said, like, we didn't have a problem with him when he was introduced. We were like, oh, okay, he's given her a mm-hmm. chance, even though she kind of lied about who she was. And... Yeah. But I feel like anytime you set up the, like, wealthy, allegedly handsome guy, although I don't find him handsome. His, no. His... his hair is also unacceptable. His hair is gross. It is, like, creepy hair. Yeah. I do not like his hair. Mm-hmm. I forgot so about that part. Hair. It's like male figure skater hair. Oh, my like... God. It's like a blonde helmet. Yeah. It is. You're okay. right. Yeah. It's got to go. As does he, which I don't think he's going to stick around long, so I'm yeah. not, not going to cry too many tears over Mr. Beekman. <laughs> but That's yeah. True. So I think I think, think we're going to see more Dong. <laughs> 
inevitable. Oh, that reminds me of the other one that I really liked where um, when Kimmy's still trying to learn math and she's like, oh, I need dong. And Jacqueline says back to her, that's not going to solve all of your problems. Yeah. And I also, love, I also love that Kimmy said, okay, yeah, 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 his name is funny, but we're, let's, we're, the jokes are done. That's true. Which I hoped yeah. was kind of like also she's speaking to the audience as yeah. well and saying, we're ha, done with ha, that. ha, we're done laughing at yeah. his name, which I would be fine with. Yeah. Right. I think they've taken that, you know, several times over. I'm kind of, yeah, I'm done with yeah. that. There's, I mean, I do giggle every time I say it. <laughs> That is true. You're like, oh man, I can't, I can't stop. <laughs> I'm a 13 year old boy in my heart. Can't stop, won't stop. Won't, I won't. <laughs> All right, well, I think that that for a you know not not a really flagship episode. I think we yeah. had a lot to say about it. I think it was still funny. Had a lot of laughs, but mm-hmm. I'm ready to move on. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm ready for Kimmy's next adventure. So that's true. I'm hoping there'll be more werewolf because I am digging the werewolf. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> oh man, I just remember Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. Oh my <gasps> gosh, another Thirty Rock tie-in. Yes. Boys becoming men, men, men becoming, becoming wolves. <laughs> that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my There's life. There's totally a costume involved in that, right? Yeah, Am I wrong? He wearing, okay, yeah. wearing a, and it's Tracy, who's African American as well. Yeah. And it's a very similar makeup. Is it, yeah, I, I can't quite know. picture it, but I've seen like a lot of gifs of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. More 30 Rock tie ins. I know. I love it. And I, I just thought of that one. I'm so proud of myself for thinking. I'm proud of you too. <laughs> hey. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that pretty much uh, wraps it up for this episode. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, um, yeah, if you want to find more episodes of the Addison Recorded, you can go to addisonrecorder.com. It's a pop culture blog based here in Chicago that we both write for. And we're also on iTunes. Yeah. You might already be, you have downloaded this from iTunes. Thank you. But please, <laughs> please rate us and review us. Yeah. Because that helps us big time. So true. if you like what you hear, give us five stars. If you don't want to write a review, just put like your favorite line from yeah. Kimmy Schmidt just having reviews in there for whatever reason like text in the review yeah. is helpful to us so you know definitely that would be awesome that's true um so yeah find us there um you can find me on twitter at Meryl Williams that's M-E-R-Y-L Williams and um yeah Tina where can we find you I'm at Mercury Marie 5 on twitter um you can also email us at addisonrecorded at gmail.com and we'd like to give a special shout out to our theme song composers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Pleasure Centers, who wrote our awesome theme song. You can find them um, at soundcloud.com slash the pleasure centers. All right. Well, thanks a lot. Thank you. Here we go.